BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. That's Marcus Parks. I am Ben Kissel. Welcome to the program. The program? Yeah, man. A lot of dog news this week, dude. I got a new dog. You got a new dog? Yeah, I'm taking care of a new dog now. Oh. His name is Little Bear, <laughs> and he is a Pomeranian, and he is five months old. And conservatives, Republicans, you'll be happy to know he's a white dog. <laughs> he's all white all the time, unlike that disgusting new black dog, the black dog that the Obamas got over the past uh, weekend here. We're going to take our cue from the Daily Caller here. Oh, of course. Good. There's Only a, the best cues taken here. There's a brand new adorable member of the first family, everyone. Those and, those eyes are full of lies, though. Don't let his adorable features fool you. And He's you, a commie. He's a commie dog. And if you read the Washington Post or the Huffington Post sure. or BuzzFeed or whatever. That liberal BuzzFeed. You'll probably see all kinds of listicles and memes about how cute it is. Mm-hmm. I and actually will say this. I don't think it's a cute dog. It's not a cute dog I don't at all. like the Portuguese water dogs. No. I don't like either. But apparently the Obamas have them because of allergies. Yeah, hypoallergen. Nerds. Dogs, yeah. Bunch of nerds in the White House. That's it's what a, I don't like. It's a dog named Sonny. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's a girl, and it was born in 2012 in Michigan, where the unemployment rate was 8.8% last month. Thank you, Sonny. Thanks for being born there. It's all your fault. Shutting well, down the factories. As you said, with the addition of Sonny, the Obamas now have two black Portuguese black water dogs. dogs. The Obamas do not have any white dogs. They got to get some white dogs in there. <laughs> People are very, very upset. I was shocked, stunned, you know, mildly appalled. But the people were upset that the dog is black because really the dog is pink. The dog's hair color is black. <laughs> this reminds me of a, of a situation I had a couple of years back in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, walking behind two uh, extremely awful, dreadful, beast, hipster women. Uh, this was during the time when women felt a need to dress like Pocahontas. I remember that time. They all dressed like Native Americans, but as if Native Americans were written by, uh, you know, you know, mildly educated, making a minimum wage Disney writers. And uh, so they were all wearing feathers in their hair and just the, the, the tassels, the whole thing. They had this Pocahontas look. And this chick was talking to her friend about how she was walking her dog. And I would assume her dog was some disgusting Maltese or something. And she was like, this big black dog came and barked at her. And I got so scared. And then her friend being the nice, sympathetic liberal that she is, she said, well, you would have been scared if it was a white dog, too. 
And she's like, yeah, of course, any fucking dog, probably. Like, any dog that barks at my dog and is about to eat my small three-pound Maltese, I'll probably be, be scared of. And now conservatives, of course, are jumping on the racial dog game. Yep. Is at, it a conspiracy? At one conquistador sit on Twitter. Doesn't he have a cat, though? I think the Obamas have a cat. They don't have a cat. They don't have a cat? No, you're thinking of Clinton. Uh, Clinton's had a cat. Socks. Uh, Socks was Clinton's cat, not yeah. Bush's cat? Bush didn't have a cat. Bush had a dog, Barney. A nice white dog. It I think a, he actually black dog. a black dog, yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah, one conquistador says, Lol. I see hmm. Obama keeping the family pure with another black dog. Right, well, that would actually really go against a whole bunch of different things because technically if Obama was keeping the family pure by only having black members of the family, he would have to shoot himself in the head <laughs> because he's half white. So that's very, very difficult. Very, very difficult for him to keep that uh, not black bloodline pure. I love that story so much. Oh. It's one of my personal favorites. And There's more outrage. Portuguese. Some, some are saying sunny. That sounds sort of close to Sunni. Yeah, if you say it wrong. You know, <laughs> if you don't know how to read. Yeah, perhaps it does. Something like that. Yep. At CUA Network, that's Caught Up Alive Network. They caught said, Up Alive. Caught Up Alive. Oh, okay. Good. They, they said, great. Obama has another dog. Cost taxpayers more to transport to. Is yeah, his name yeah. pronounced Sunny? Or Sunni hashtag yeah. Obama's new dog hashtag distractions hashtag you're a fucking idiot <laughs> because that makes no goddamn sense whatsoever and I don't think we're in a massive deficit and losing the uh, trade war to China because the Obamas got another goddamn dog because <laughs> Sasha and Malia were crying because Sasha only gets to sleep with Bo Malia's all alone in bed they got to get one for the other daughter yeah everybody knows it it's classic parenting one oh one. Yeah, they can't have got, kids fighting over the dog's affection their entire goddamn lives. Next thing you know, they're trying to marry the same man. What? What? <laughs> you know, it makes all the sense in the world. They start fighting over dogs. Next thing you know, they start fighting over men. They can't have a, uh, you know, a, a good relationship for their entire lives. It's vital if you have two children, you have to have two dogs to satisfy or one dog and one cat, perhaps. You need an animal for every member of the family. Some kids like fish. Weird kids. Yeah. Quiet kids. Future Jeffrey Dahmers. Because you don't like to touch. Yeah, well, you can't grab Or them. be touched. Or be touched. You can't touch or be touched. If you have a child out there and they just love fish, no eight-year-old should like them. Get them tested for autism. Oh, it's very, very possible. More Asperger's. I would say more Asperger's. Well, whatever. I guess fish are kind of fun to look at swimming around in a tank if you're on mushrooms or if you suffer from a crippling disease, <laughs> such as Asperger's. That's true. So now Sasha and Malia both have a dog for themselves, and I'm yeah. sure I'm sure they're already picking favorites. I'm you know, sure. if you're Bo, you got to be upset. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, i got this new dog now that I'm taking care of. I have three other dogs. Uh, that were there previously, and they're insanely jealous of this new guy. Teddy Bear's getting a lot of the affection. He's getting a lot of the attention. You know, he, and, and, you know, new dogs, they, they need it. They're barking all the time, mm -hmm. pooping a lot. I cleaned up shit three times in the house today, and, uh, you know, just when you want to be angry, just when you want to be upset, you just look at it, and it's so damn cute. That's why when you're real young and real old, you can shit wherever you want to shit, because as soon as people see you with a closed fist, you know, they get a closed fist and they see and that fist opens right up and it just turns into a hug because you're so goddamn cute. Of course. You're going to be real adorable just to be able to shit all over a new rug. Anyway, that's fine. It's a good point. It is interesting timing, though, to sort of jump on board with some of the conspiracy theorists. It did uh, 
fill up the news cycle. It filled a bit of the vacuum up. You know, considering we got the NSA scandal going down, we got mm-hmm. uh, Syria happening. They're mm-hmm. using chemical weapons over there, and Obama's extremely upset, disappointed, not pleased with Mr. Assad, and he's so not pleased. He's going to talk to the UN about it. Good. Oh yeah. Of course, that's going to do nothing whatsoever. I actually approve of us not getting involved in Syria because I'm sick and tired of us. I also feel like we have sort of a fatigue going on. I don't think the I don't think the national will is uh, is really there to go into Syria. Um, so I'm happy that we're not uh, doing it. It would be nice if they could just say that though. They'd be like, you know what? Honestly, we don't give a shit. Yeah, we don't care. It'd Instead of fantastic. just uh, you know feigning feigning extreme disappointment and uh, and being uh, you know disgusted with their actions. When in reality, the rebels and there's really not 100 percent proof that they were uh, that they that there was some chemical weapons used. But previously, there were chemical weapons used, and we know for a fact that that was actually the rebels using chemical weapons. So you know, they're just it's a war going on. Let them let them fight it out. You know, I think if we did come out and say like, "Hey guys, we're sitting this one out," that I think the Middle East would love it. Well, it's just because the you know this is turning into a little mini proxy war between the, with the Russians and Iran versus mm-hmm. you know the United States, and I don't even and know Israel. If we, and Israel. I don't know if we even know what side we want to be on because half the rebels are Al Qaeda for Christ's sake. So it's like, it's just nuts. You don't want to have another Egyptian situation, no. Because it's all a nightmare, so that's very good. But with all those things happening in the world, what better way to uh, glaze over the eyes of the American people than an unbelievably adorable Portuguese water dog (laughs) named Sonny? So that's conservatives going crazy and uh, causing a series of, uh, saying a series of different bonkers things. Things uh, saying a different uh, bunch of different bonkers things about the dog's hair color and being upset about the dog's race, but insanity is not just left to the conservatives alone. No, no. Goddamn liberals are uh, a wonderful hypocr- uh, hypocritical breed that uh, their racism rings truer than any racism a, a conservative <laughs> could fathom having, because uh, liberals don't know they have it. Yeah. At least conservatives understand their racism. And I was talking to uh, Kevin Barnett from the Roundtable of Gentlemen. And uh, MTV's Guy Code. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just discussing how much easier life would be if you were racist. Someone walks into the room, Mexican, don't like him. Black, don't like him. White guy, I got a buddy. You know? <laughs> it's like that's an easy way. It would be much simpler if you didn't have to uh, take Martin Luther King's advice and delve into their souls yeah. to see if you like them. Because want- you know what turns out? Most of the time you don't. And it has nothing to do with their race. Yeah. They're just shitty people. That's I don't right. want to know the content of someone's character. Ugh, I mean, half the time, it's just terrible character. <laughs> just awful character. And i got to figure it all out for myself. You know, i gotta, I got I to gotta do my own detective work. Yeah. It's the one nice thing about being racist. <laughs> you just go with your gut. You're like a nice detective in the 1940s. Go with your gut. No DNA evidence needed. Mm-mm. You know, don't look for any facts. Just know the truth, even though you're probably completely wrong. But then again... You might be right. Let's get to some bonkers uh, liberals here. And this is also race relations. This is about uh, stop and frisk, which is, of course, uh, recently struck down or uh, said to be unconstitutional by Judge Scheinling uh, here in New York City. This is from a call-in show on NY1. New York 1. Which is a uh, local station here. Weather on the once. Weather on the once. It, Pretty solid it, station. It's a great station. I love yeah. New York one. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it is. And so this is, a, they're having a bit of a discussion on yeah. uh, the stop and frisk policy. Right. And this is a call from Joan on the Upper West Side. Now, Joan is your typical Upper West Side 
liberal white woman. Thanks. Joan is on the Upper West Side and joins the call. Uh, Joan, you just heard from Paul on Twitter who says, who in this city is enthusiastic about a Mayor de Blasio? Are you on any level? No, I was at first okay. because of this stop and frisk, which I'm totally against. But when I saw him on the street <laughs> with his entourage, I had gone up to him and introduced myself and told him how active I was in liberal politics. And I said to him, you're not going to end stop and frisk in Manhattan, right? Just in Staten Island, uh, Brooklyn and Queens. And I'm still up in the air about the Bronx. And he said, why should I not have it in Manhattan? And I said, well, you can't expect us to live by the same rules we dictate to other people, for heaven's sake. Just because people like me are against stop and frisk in places like Brooklyn and Queens and Staten Island doesn't mean we right. don't want it to continue in Manhattan. I mean, Manhattan is special. Let's put it this way. We are New York. So Brooklyn he, and Queens and Staten um, Island, are, I don't even like talking about those kinds of places. I'm assuming you're sarcastic. No, no, respond? I'm being sincere. Oh, no, no. You're being sincere. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Why is that funny? <laughs> that is one of the most, that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in eight years on this program. Well, uh, in all due respect, think about it this way. Go ahead. If, if, I thought you were kidding. Go ahead. No, Jim. I'm not. I love this guy's housing, response so much. I mean, New Yorkers accept in the boroughs, but you don't want those people living around you. Of course, no. I would be the first to say anybody in Brooklyn or Queens and Staten Island would be prejudiced for that, but I mean, I'm not a hypocrite. So who are you voting I, for, Joan? Well, I thought about Christine uh, Quinn because Thompson right. uh, wants to uh, keep it going because he says it saves the life. So when Joan goes many... primary day, who are you going to pull the lever for? So far, I'm leaning towards uh, Quinn, but Thompson... Say no more. Joan from the Upper West Side, folks. Say no more than all what you've already said. Joan from the <laughs> Upper West Side. Perfect. Perfect example <laughs> that is, uh, of every woman... From the Upper West Side. Yeah. I don't want to be hypocritical. <laughs> well, you're very hypocritical, Joan. Extremely hypocritical. The definition of hypocritical. And Bill Thompson, who she referenced there, he wants to stop, uh, he wants to end stop and frisk. Mm. And I believe Christine Quinn, I think she's the only one that wants to keep it going. Uh, I love that so much. That is a uh, prime example of what conservatives claim liberals think and to actually hear it verbalized with such confidence you know such grandiose claims of like well you I, we don't want to make we don't want to live with the rules that we place on other people i mean that's <laughs> insane but i guarantee you she voted for bloomberg and that's bloomberg has had the exact same thought yeah many liberals in office have the exact same thought where it's like well we better take care of these rat people we better take care of the sheeple they're a bunch of idiots i could never imagine because you know bloomberg's going home sucking down 75 ounce you know sun kiss sodas constantly oh. probably has probably has a whole uh you know um a, a, a whole uh you know what do you what do you call one of those things frozen icicle type thing like ices well, not, like a, not like an icy Snow i'm thinking cone. like a naked man made of ice <laughs> and then you put the sun kiss into his mouth and it comes out of his cock an ice sculpture an ice sculpture sure <laughs> nice ice sculpture and uh that's where that's where bloomberg gets all of his sweet fatty sodas delivered right into his nice mouth a cold cock delivers all of Bloomberg's sodas to him. Well, you know, Christine Quinn is against stop and frisk as well. Now she came out against it because she's, for the longest time she aggressively heard, trying to distance herself from Bloomberg on this. Yeah, but that's, the, no, this is a new development because apparently that's the new hip thing. Mm. Uh, I don't think stop and frisk is really going to go anywhere regardless of what this uh, Supreme Court justice uh, judge 
um, says. I mean, she just basically says it's unconstitutional only because they don't stop the uh, the uh, same amount of whites as they do black and Hispanics. So, you know, basically there's just going to be a bunch of hipsters getting busted for petty weed crimes. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if I get stopped, and we've talked about this before, and this is one insta- uh, instance where I do think that, uh, you know, race... And racism with the NYPD and most police departments in general, black people really have to kind of live by every letter of the law. Yeah. You know, and because it's like the odds of if I get stopped, you know, any random day during the week, there is a there, I would say there's a 15 to 25 percent chance that I'm going to have weed on me at that at that point, And maybe a two to three percent chance I've got some sweet mushrooms. Yeah. It's about a 50 percent chance coming up in this next two weeks because oh. I'm in desperate need of a sweet mind trip. Yeah. You need a reset. Oh, I got to start all over. Yeah. You know, it's been months, you know, absolutely. Yeah. It's been it's been about a year since I tripped mushrooms and I definitely got to start taking some soon. Yeah. Man. So hopefully the NYPD isn't trying to fill their quota for tall ginger whites uh, when I'm taking the, uh, you know, L train back home after pitch- purchasing some sweet bloomies from a fella named Trippy, <laughs> which is true. That's who I get it from a fella named Trippy. It's not his real name, so I can say it on air. Of course. You know, and I can't imagine. It's not a very clever name. No, it's it's much like Teddy Bear, the name of the new uh, Pomeranian I got, which is also the name of the old Pomeranian that they had, because every woman sees these Pomeranians and they're like, he looks like a Teddy Bear. I'm going to call him Teddy Bear. There's probably a thir- three million Teddy Bear Pomeranians in America. I would say And there's so. probably 10 million trippy drug dealers in America. <laughs> so, of course, I have a trippy of my own. I had a Teddy Bear of my own, which is very good. You're lucky man. Let's go back to some crazy conservatives. This is gonna we're gonna tell you a little story about Ted Cruz. Of course, he was huge on the birther movement with Obama. He desperately wanted to see Obama's birth certificate because he didn't think that he was alive. Apparently, <laughs> he wanted to make sure it was a, it was a, it was an alive birth and uh, that he was born in America. Turns out, Ted Cruz has a bit of a uh, controversial past of his own involving Canada. Lest any questions remain about Senator Ted Cruz's national allegiance, the Texas Republican announced Monday he was renouncing his Canadian citizenship. I renounce you, Canada! Cruz was born in Canada to an American mother and a Cuban father, and over the weekend he realized his birth certificate to put to rest... He released his birth certificate mm-hmm. to put to rest any questions about his background. In an analysis, the Dallas Morning News speculated Cruz, considered a potential candidate for the 2016 GOP presidential nomination, was a dual citizen of the United States states and canada i mean his father the leg muscles the arm muscles on that guy swimming all the way from cuba to canada you know usually (laughs) they just take a little layover in florida you know this guy was like fuck it i'm going to where freedom actually kind of exists sort of a little bit all the way to calgary i'm going to calgary (laughs) hey what are you doing mr cruz we're over here and we're over here in the florida keys no no i'm not done swimming yet (laughs) i'm going where the beer is real cold the women are real fat and the weather makes you uncomfortable and sad i'm going to canada Cruz said, because I was a U.S. citizen at birth, because I left Calgary when I was four and have lived my entire life since then in the U.S. He's a commie. And because I have never taken affirmative steps to claim Canadian citizenship, Mm -hmm. I assume that was the end of the matter. Now the Dallas Morning News says that I may technically have dual citizenship. Unbelievable. Assuming this is true, then sure, I will renounce any Canadian citizenship. Mm -hmm. Nothing against Canada. But I'm an American by birth, and as a U.S. That's senator, right. I believe I should be only an American. 
I was not born over there across that make-believe man-made line that we think is so important for no goddamn reason. I was not born over there. He lived there since he was four. He was, he's been indoctrinated with socialist French politics. You can't trust this guy whatsoever. Yep. Ted Cruz, Cuban father. Canadian. Canadian Cuban father. And then where's his mother from? Canada, or she's American. She's American. She's That's American. it. She's just American, not she's from just, a specific state. It just says American. American. Yeah. That's good. We'll, we'll say, uh, we'll give her Oklahoma then. Yeah, you want to say Oklahoma? Why not? That's as well, American as it gets. Oklahomans going up to Canada. I didn't know there was a lot of Cubans going up to Canada, so apparently <laughs> I'm just getting my mind blown on all, on all fronts here. I don't know how he got back down to Texas. I just feel like his family really, they had some ma- massive steps. Yeah. They went to a lot of different places. Um, but I'm happy that his father was able to get out of Cuba. It's an interesting um, situation, I suppose. I didn't realize if you have a child in Canada and the mother is America, American, I would actually think the kid would be more Canadian than American. I mean, granted, he came over here since he was four. My father moved over to America when he was 18, never never renounced the German citizenship, not technically an American citizen. He, citizen. Uh, so he can't actually vote, which is fine, because Rick Santorum doesn't need any more votes. Uh, he's already got my mother's. Um, so I am technically a, a dual citizen as well. You were born in Germany? No, but my father, my father's a German citizen. So yeah. I'm a, Ger- yeah, I'm a yeah, dual I, citizen. Really? Mm-hmm. That, you, can can have a, you can get I mean, a German you, passport. I have one. You do? Oh, yeah, buddy. Holy I can go over shit. there. shit. I can kill anybody I want uh, in America. I'll just get right on a plane. And uh, fly right over to Germany and believe now, with the way the uh, European Union is set up, I can travel anywhere I would like. You can. Indeed. Anywhere in the European Union. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to Amsterdam. Oh, maybe that's what I'll do. Mm. Trip nuts in Amsterdam. Kill someone and then go trip nuts. Oh, that would be great. I don't know if you... I mean, is, is, is mushrooms... Are mushrooms a good drug to take after you just murdered somebody? Probably the worst drug you can take after murdering someone. Maybe ayahuasca, something like that. I don't even know. I just love that uh, Republicans are getting so upset, upset enough to the point where he has to renounce Canada. I mean, that's a pretty drastic step, isn't it? I mean, I think what would ha- what this guy is, it's so weird because there could be one slight in a Republican debate. There could be one witty comment. Sure. Someone slips something in there about him being a Canadian, right. and then all of a sudden that's all anyone's talking about, and that's all he can talk about. It's sad. That he's a Canadian. He's not actually American. And although people won't say he outright, in Texas. they won't say outright, it's like, oh, he's not an American, they will think it. It will go through their mind. That, that will be one of the things that factors into their decision-making process, and that's fucking stupid. I mean, if his mother goes over there, you know, his, her, her father was probably like, oh, my God, you know, we'll call her Deborah. Deborah's going over there. He's, she's going to end up falling in love with a Canadian. And you know how Canadian men are so gross and stuff like that. And then she comes back with a kid. And then he's like, oh, so this is like you, you fell in love with a Canadian man, huh? And she's like, yeah, actually, he was Cuban. And he's just like, what the fuck? You know, how did that even happen? Yeah. You know, just when I was worried about a Cuban, uh, about a Canadian fella speaking half French, half Whatever that English is that they speak. They speak English. Yeah, but it's weird. <laughs> it's very, uh, oh, it's very long, very bubbly. Oh, yeah. They should only be allowed to write in bubble letters, you know, because that's <laughs> the way they sound. They sound, everything's coming out bubbly. It's just going to be shocking that, to have your daughter go to Canada, fall in love with a Cuban. It's just a, it's a rare situation. So Ted Cruz, you can't vote for him. 
He's not 100% American. No, he is not. It's disgustingly Cuban. Gross. <laughs> He's a vile human being. I feel so... Uh, I'm happy, though, that he actually has to... Uh, deal with the world that he created. Yeah, isn't it great? Though? Because he was, you know, he was massive uh, when it came to the uh, the Obama birther movement. And uh, of course, Donald Trump has come and said, "Well, this is between Donald Tr- or this is between uh, Mr. Cruz and his family." It's like you know, Donald was just bonkers, insane, absolutely batshit nuts over the Obama birth certificate. But now we actually know for a fact that Ted Cruz was born not in America. Granted, I suppose the womb that he was kept in for nine months was, you know, strictly American, mm-hmm. only in bratwurst and beer. Um, but we know for a fact he was born in Canada, and uh, and, Obama, and and Trump has no problem with it. Yeah, it's nice. I hope this discredits him from the base that he has created. I love it. Yes, and uh, you know, if you if you don't like him because he's Cuban, now you can just pretend it's because he's Canadian, which is it's a good cover for racism. <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, racism, let's go back to uh, well, let's let's stick with crazy conservatives because I feel like we've been harping a lot on Obama for for valid reasons. But God knows the other side is, you know, really yeah, they're they're pulling their weight. Yeah. <laughs> in the madness game, more than pulling their weight in right. some cases. Let's go to Louisiana. The Louisiana Republicans they make the Texas Republicans. Seem like Ivy Leaguers. A significant chunk of Louisiana Republicans believe that President Barack Obama is to blame for the poor response to the hurricane that ravaged their state more than three years before he took office. That's right. <laughs> the latest well, freshman sur- Senator Barack Obama. <laughs> the latest survey from public policy polling showed an eye popping divide be- among Republicans in the Bayou State when it comes to accountability for the government's post Katrina blunders. 28% said they think former President George W. Bush, who was in office at the time was more responsible for the poor federal response while 29 percent said obama who is still a freshman u.s senator when the storm battled battered the gulf coast in 20, 2005 was more responsible and then nearly half of louisiana republicans <laughs> said they really just weren't sure i don't know <laughs> that's a tough question that's a good question well he wasn't president then but we know he I, causes the weather <laughs> so did he have control of the machine then? Probably. But I don't know for sure. Katrina was a poorly poorly handled event. You know, no doubt about that. FEMA got way over their head. They messed up the heart machine. Some mistake <laughs> some mistake happened. Yeah. You know, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. What's the, it's the heart machine and then uh what's the uh chem the, chem, the chem blast. Yeah, yeah the chem, chem trails, blast. Yeah. You could see those during Hurricane Katrina. If you watch real closely, squint your eyes, and take a bunch of drugs, <laughs> you can see the chemtrails and the U.S. government creating Katrina. I suppose that's the only thing that goes against the idea that the U.S. government created Katrina is that they handled it so poorly. And had they made it, you know, Bush probably would have been like ready with photo ops and everything would have worked out beautifully. You know, much like 9 11 when he stood on the rubble and got all his approval rating through the roof. Oh, they love that. That was beautiful. It was nice. You know, because the U.S. government caused on a lot. Yeah. You know, but had they caused Katrina, there would have been a nice similar photo op as opposed to the one of him in the plane flying over all the devastation. Yeah, he wouldn't have continued his vacation had no. it been planned. Yes, that's very, yeah. very true. And Michael Brown would have found out probably before the news stations that the situation of the Superdome was going south very quickly. Superdome. It's like a camping trip. Uh, like inside a Superdome? <laughs> it's like yeah. a camping trip, but with uh, widespread rape. 
And oh, there was a bunch toilets. of rape. Yeah, a lot of flooding toilets. It was sort of like a Woodstock, you know, kind <laughs> of. But Woodstock '99. Yeah, Woodstock '99. They did not handle that event whatsoever well. That's what Katrina was like. The ignorance of these people is pretty amazing. I mean, if you were Obama, you got to almost be proud. I think. I so. mean, getting blamed for Katrina three years before you were even president. I mean, the, the amount of power these people thought that you had at that time. I mean, he was barely filling out a suit. He was very thin back then, mm-hmm. scrawny guy. You know, this is right after I think uh, maybe he had just given his uh, breakthrough speech at the DNC, the election before, because I guess the uh, Katrina happened in Bush's second term, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, so he would just just sort of came on the scene somewhere around there because that he gave that speech when I was in college, I remember, it and I graduated from college speech. in two thousand six. Yeah, so it was like two thousand. There was the uh, it was the 04 campaign. Yeah. You know, John Kerry put him up there. So then Katrina happened. So I guess, yeah, I mean, Obama. It would be amazing if he was responsible for Katrina. I'd love that. It would be great. I would, have a lot, I would have a lot more faith in the man to get things done, you know. I don't know. Louisiana Republicans, they got to get it together. Yeah. That's very, very sad. I think it's the 44% that really needs to get it together, the ones who aren't sure. Because the 29% are just crazy. Yeah. And the better? 28% who know that he's not, they're fine. But the 44% who aren't sure... How aren't you sure? <laughs> that's true. I guess the ones who are sure, uh, that's a fun bar conversation. Oh, yeah. Where you're just like, but uh, he wasn't, uh, and then they just keep on talking at you, and you're mm-hmm. like, all right, I'll listen. <laughs> that's fine. I'll listen. To I'm, I'm down for this. To, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a fun night. Yeah, definitely. It, it, I'm going to have it, some good stories tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I don't even know if they're smart enough to get into like the reptilian stuff. Oh, no, not They probably all. don't even dabble with all that. As far as they get is chemtrails. Yeah. Maybe. Because they can see those. Sure. And they ask someone, what are those? And the one guy who uh, reads a lot of conspiracy stuff says, well, that's where the government's not only manipulating the weather, but is raining mercury down on us in revenge for us not voting for him in the Republican elections. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I like well, that yeah, theory. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like something he'd do. I haven't been drinking in the South in a very, very long time. I would love to go to an old-time saloon and just hear what people actually have to say. Oh, my God. It's fun times. A lot of N-words. You know? A lot of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Got to hear it. want to hear it for myself. Reince Priebus. He's another uh, fairly, you know, wild Republican thinker. I think he was born in Wisconsin. Yeah. A lot of these people are born in Wisconsin. Wisconsin breeds an interesting uh, kind of conservative. Brian Priebus doesn't want to do anything as far as debates go with uh, NBC or ABC or CBS. Basically, any channel um, that will have anything um, in the way of questions, mm-hmm. you know, that are just like... <laughs> You know, kind of asking them like what they plan on doing if they were ever elected president in a Republican uh, debate. And, of course, he's very upset. I think it's uh, NBC or maybe it's ABC that's playing the Hillary Clinton documentary. Yeah, it's supposed to be a six-part Six-parter. Yeah. yeah, that'll be great. I want to watch the Monica stuff. Oh, that's the juicy stuff. I they got to get to that. I bet it's ten minutes in the last episode. No, oh, they got to make it the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> I don't even know if she yelled at Bill or what happened. I, mean, I just feel like, you know, Bill just kind of smiles, smirks. You know, he's just like, you know. And he's just like, well, I do know, but I also smoke cigars. So if you wouldn't put the ones that I like in her pussy, that would be great. That would be absolutely perfect and wonderful. He said any channel that, uh, you know, promotes such such trash, the Republicans will not be giving debates for. And he basically said that he's going to only go to channels that uh, that support their ideology and, uh, you know, that's nice. Going back to what we were saying as far as racism goes, the blatant 
blatant disregard for uh, media. Yeah. And like the idea of like, you know, questions that might, uh, you know, reveal what you want to do if you were in office and uh, a little scrutiny. He's just not he's not having it. No, yeah, you know, not modern politicians it. don't want it anymore. They're done with it. Rude media <laughs> snooping around <laughs> asking the tough questions. Being liberal. Reince Priebus. And by the way, he was born in New Jersey. Really? But moved to Wisconsin when he was seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Less American than Ted Cruz. <laughs> I guess slightly more American than Ted Cruz. New Jersey to Wisconsin. That's a that's a lateral move, I guess. Yeah. Suppose so. Maybe up a little. Wisconsin, you think, is up a little bit from New Jersey? I got a lot more friends from Wisconsin than I do from New Jersey. That's I suppose that's true. Wisconsin's got a lot of stuff going on, not a lot of diversity. No. I just watched the Jeffrey Dahmer files again last night. Holy Lord, that brings me right back. It's so good. Wisconsin's a great little place, full of serial killers, full of murderers, mm-hmm. cold, cheese, beer, that's it. Yeah. That's where you want to be. I might retire there. You're going to retire in Wisconsin? Maybe. What are you going to do? I don't know. Just hang out. Hang out, yeah. It's cold. Have sex with some big ladies. Harry. <laughs> they got to be Harry. Beautiful, beautiful women. Maybe kill. I don't know. Yeah, let's go to North Korea. North Korea, apparently. In your twilight years? In your twilight years? It's going to be freezing. You're going to die. You're from Texas. That is true. You can't handle it. I promise you. You're too thin. I'm telling you, you're going to die. It's, it's going to be miserable. You'll be gone before you even know it. As soon really? as you get off the plane. Oh, yeah, you're frozen. It's all over with. Go, I'm going to be one of those people that dies going out getting the mail. Oh, people do it all. People die constantly doing what you're supposed to just be able to do. Yeah. Like go out and get the mail. You know, walk your dog. Just go for a walk. Get in your car. Like they just, people in Wisconsin are just constantly dying licking things. <laughs> you never know what they're up to over there. Anyway, North Korea, they, uh, first of all, Jimmy Carter, he's going to North Korea. Oh, yeah? That's kind of fun. Huh. And uh, they're, they're putting an olive branch out there for everyone who has, uh, who has disappointed them to all, to all political dissidents. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is taking a new mm. approach to defectors who have fled from impoverished and repress- from the impoverished and repressive state, mm-hmm. promising they will not be harmed if they come home and even offering cash rewards. Oh, wow. All the North Korean money. They can go to that store and buy the nothing that it has in it? For some who return from South Korea, there's even the chance of a stage-managed performance on state television. Really? Yeah, although what happens to them after their primetime appearance is not known. Oh, their primetime appearance is just going to be them getting murdered, Mm. which would be pretty great, much like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie Running Man. Oh, yeah. make, make make, Make the death penalty a fun game show. I would like that. One woman last year apologized at a televised press conference in Pyongyang for betraying her motherland and thanked Kim for bringing her under his, quote, profound loving care. Okay. While another dubbed South Korea a, quote, shitty world with no love. That's what he said? (laughs) That's what he said. That's the translation. Shitty world with no love. That's about right, huh? It's a pretty great description of it. (laughs) If you really had to sum it up in a tweet. Yeah. Shitty world with no love. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, basically they're just looking for a new reality TV show. I guess and this reality TV show <laughs> is going to uh, is going to involve uh, defectors coming over and getting their fingernails ripped off on for a primetime audience. Yep, they're supposed to win forty five thousand dollars. And by the way, that's a lot of money. They're using the word "win." Very specifically, this is North Korea's words. Right? Okay. You will win the prize for coming back. 
So the prize is $45,000. $45,000 and an opportunity to appear on television. I mean, but they're not going to win anything. The opportunity, they're not going to have anything. They're just going to kill these people outright. It'll be like that Chris Farley sketch when he gets tortured by the Japanese game show host. <laughs> oh, no, they're going to go on television. Yeah. They're going to go on television. And they're going to tell the North Koreans how horrible South Korea is and how they oh, I couldn't stand to stay away from the motherland for so oh, long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how they just had to come back and how they deeply regret their decision to ever leave. I wouldn't go back to Wisconsin for $45,000. There's no way. Even if I was promised a television program, one spot television shot in Wisconsin, I would not do it for $45,000. But you could never come back, right? Never come back. Yeah. No, I wouldn't go back to Texas for $45,000. What would I do? You work so hard to flee a place, you know? <laughs> and they just want to, they want to call you back for $45,000. And in North Korea, the thing is, what are you going to spend it on? There's, I mean, there's no commerce. There's no market. Yeah, it's communism. So uh, you got 45000 bucks, but... I guess you can just like sew it together, make a pillow out of it, or like a blanket, <laughs> shove it, shove it in some, shove it in a bag, make a pillow. I mean, who knows what you could possibly do with forty five thousand dollars? Buy a couple of women, I guess. I mean, it's fifty million South Korean won. It's fifty million. Yeah, that's a comical amount. That's a comical <laughs> amount of money. There's no way. That's like when you bet somebody, like I'll bet you one billion bucks, and you know that's not a real bet. But if you bet like three dollars, you're like, oh shit, I better pay the man. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't pay him this three dollar bet, he's gonna break my goddamn pinky. Better make this field goal. Three can't, bucks. Can't afford to lose these three dollars. I want another tall boy later. Oh my god! I can't wait to have a couple more tall boys tonight. Oh yeah. I feel much much better, man. I was so sick last week. Awful. You times. sound great. Mm-hmm. I had I was having night fevers. I forgot you were sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a real nightmare. Did not like it. Let's see. Okay, so North Korea, they're they're welcoming back their defectors. Uh, we had Bradley Manning here in America. Now his crime, uh, of course. Aiding the enemy and and looking bad in a dress, terrible. In a Did dress. you see the dress? I pictures? saw the dress pictures. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like. I don't. I didn't, I didn't think he was really pulling it off too well. My older brother likes to wear a lot of dresses, and I was having a conversation with him. And Which I think, one, Eric? Okay, six foot eleven. Yeah, he's a big boy. And heels. He's about seven foot three, and uh, I swear to God, the Japanese are constantly trying to hunt him. They are yelling Godzilla, <laughs> Godzilla, 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 Godzilla. It's very good. He just come. He came from the uh, what is it? The uh, the triangle, the death triangle, the devil's triangle, the dragon's triangle, the dragon's triangle. Of course, that was discussed on today's program of uh, last podcast on the left. We discussed the Bermuda Triangle, mm-hmm. the dragon slash devil's triangle that is in Japan, which is also where my brother came from, and uh, he loves to wear his dresses. And he's six foot eleven, and in dress uh, like like I said, in heels, which he likes to wear, which those those heels. Those are the shoe equivalent of a North Korean defector <laughs> if they go back to North Korea, just in misery, getting squashed. How does he find heels strong enough to support his frame? You know what? I don't even. He goes somewhere. He goes to like Sweden. Uh, yeah, they're made of wood. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea who cobbles those things. Uh, there's a series of gnomes involved. Mm. I don't know. It's bizarre. I don't, I don't understand how he pulls anything off. Interesting thing about Manning is that in eight years, he's going to be up for parole. He was sentenced to 35. He was up for 90. Got sentenced to 35. He has to serve one-third of his sentence. And in eight years, he's going to be 33. That's not bad. That's really not that bad. He's probably Jesus age. He's going to be going to a minimum security prison. Sure. Which is no picnic. 
No, and he's gay. I mean, you know, not the, not to play on stereotypes and things here, but I'm not going to, going to uh, discredit the fact that he's going to be surrounded by a bunch of buff human beings who are on, you know, who are in prison for military type uh, crimes. They they mm-hmm. tend to be in in better shape, perhaps. I'm not sure. But the thing with my older brother is, and this is what I had the problem with Bradley Manning uh, in the full pictures that you see. I don't believe he shaves his legs, and that's the same issue I have with my older brother. You got to shave your legs. I know it. And uh, that was one of the things I've been discussing lately on stage is just how bizarre it is to be the younger brother of an older brother who likes to wear a dress and have to, you know, um, convince him how to be a pretty princess. You know, like how <laughs> I, it's just bizarre to have to tell your older, much larger brother, larger than anybody in the world. You know, he's in the 0.1 percentile of size. Yeah. How to look sexy in a dress. He's the tallest person i've ever met in my life absolutely it's borderline uh you know it's a borderline disability here in new york city because of the subway systems and whatnot he's constantly hitting his head you know we're mm-hmm. rap people i'm as about as, i'm about as tall as you can possibly get in an uh on a on an occasion or two uh you know too tall yeah i'll be bumping my head quite regularly which is always embarrassing when you're ogling at the women on the subway platform mm-hmm. but that's fine so anyway bradley manning you know, eight years, possibly going to get out of prison in eight years. But I want to tack on another four years because he doesn't know how to wear a dress properly. <laughs> and that's upsetting to me. Have you ever shaved your legs, though? I've shaved every inch of my legs. I was drunk one time in college, took a razor into uh, into the bathroom with me, hopped in the shower, mm-hmm. slipping beers the entire time, maybe a little vodka. And uh, I shaved my legs. I made one uh, bad mistake, though. And uh, I, I, I must have cut up about, uh, must have shaved off about uh, maybe three inches of just skin there, like ah! a potato. And that lasted for a little while. I kind of, kind of burned a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. I understand it's difficult it's to shave hard. your legs. I did it once as well, last time yeah. I was in drag. You know, I don't even, when was the last time you were in drag? Uh, a few years ago. A few years ago. But you know, when you wear drag, it's like, oh, he means it. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, that guy's really, in, he's really into looking like a girl, you yeah. know? I look, great. I look great as a woman. Sure, yeah. I got the butt for it. I got the face for it. Slightly feminine, but not uh-huh. too much. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can pull off man, but I can also pull off woman. All right. Pretty That's, eyes. Very pretty eyes. Well, I'm sure Bradley Manning will be look pulled these off by... I don't want to. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm sure Bradley Manning will be, be pulled off by a lot of sweet, hunky men in the jail that he's going to. Um, let's see. We got one more thing of the, one more thing this week that I thought was kind of interesting. We're a little bit backed up because I wasn't able to record... Um, so much last week we got oh, Chris Christie and weed. Mm-hmm. Weed is real popular right now. Oh, it's at the forefront of the national discussion. That's right. And Chris Christie, I love this stance that he's taken. Speaking of New Jersey, uh, let's go there. He's promised to decide by Friday whether to sign a medical marijuana bill, and his forthcoming decision has generated a great deal of attention in the state. Mm. Christie was confronted Thursday by a man who pleaded with him to sign the bill, which would ease restrictions to allow severely ill children to take an edible strain of cannabis. Well, that's the thing. This is actually a bit of an, uh, an old story. I apologize because we weren't able to record last week. He did end up signing this bill oh, okay. with, the, with the provisions that the kid has to go see a psychiatrist. And has to meet with a doctor. And the guy that uh, confronted him, you know, he's kind of a douche. Please it's, don't let my daughter die, Governor. Please don't let my daughter. It's like, you're, you're so dramatic. Yeah. You know, you don't let your fucking daughter die. <laughs> you know, get you, you, you know, he was giving her weed. You know, it was just this whole, like, elaborate thing where it's like, the blood's going to be on your hands, Chris Creech. It's like this barbecue sauce. <laughs> you know, leave, leave Christy alone. Blood's not even this dark. 
No, definitely not. Pay attention. <laughs> Dead daughter. Mom makes me hungry. Stop making the guy hungry. It's ridiculous. So he did end up passing the bill in New Jersey, okay. which legalizes medical marijuana for children, uh, not for adults. Hmm. Um, but all and you know, the, but the father was still upset because the kids got to go see a psychiatrist or whatever. But. That's just another rubber stamp. Just send the goddamn kid to a psychiatrist. It takes a fucking second. Jesus Christ, the kid will probably benefit from it. Yeah, okay. well, I mean, they, his daughter doesn't speak or anything, so she'll pass, you know. <laughs> if you don't talk to a psychiatrist, they got to pass you, right? I think, I mean, yeah. Kid got cancer. Kid's got cancer, for <laughs> Christ's sake. Kid doesn't pass. have cancer. Kid's got epilepsy. Kid's got epilepsy, whatever it might be. And uh, so he's, he's going to be all hopped up. Excuse me, all hopped up on sweetheart. But this is a good, good sign in the right direction. Yeah. You know, this is where we're headed. We're headed towards legalized marijuana. I think it's a little aggravating and it's slightly annoying that it's like we have to put it on in this uh, medical context. Of course, Dr. Sanjay Gupta mm-hmm. from CNN, he came out and was like, it's a good thing that doctors need to explore medical marijuana, even though he was one of the guys on the forefront saying that he didn't want to have it. He didn't, he didn't think medical marijuana served a purpose, whatever, for, for years and years and years. But now he saw the light or whatever the hell. Or he saw a paycheck by some, I, you know, by normal or something like that. Which, I, I think he saw the uh, tide of the country turning and decided he was going to hop on this bandwagon and yeah. get his name back in the papers. Yeah, he's got to keep those sweet Sanjay Gupta ratings up because, yeah. if, you know, Gupta, you're falling. <laughs> Yo, Gupta, your numbers are way down, Gupta. You know, I think Gupta could be another Gomert. Gomert and being Gupta. A, being the, a real Gooper. You being a real fucking Gupta, Gupta right now. Right now. I really Gupta that one. <laughs> God damn it. Just pulling Guptas all over the place. That's the thing, man. You got to change your tire on the side of the highway. As soon as you pull off, the tire just flies off because you didn't tighten the nut, lug nuts up. You know, uh, lug nuts up uh, right. I'm not really Gupta. Really Gupta out of that uh, tire situation. There. Really just pulled a Gupta here. Really got a Gupta going on. Or, yeah. uh, you know, you just need a couple of different kind of tacos from Taco Bell. Ooh, I got a Gupta. <laughs> oh, I'm in desperate need of a Gupta right now. That's the thing. So uh, we're heading in the right direction with that. And if you're in New Jersey, I mean, God knows, just get stoned constantly. Do it. There's nothing. Nothing going on. In Wisconsin, just get stoned. Everywhere gets stoned. Yeah. There's nothing happening anywhere, you know? All right. It's a boring world. Well, it's not that. You know, it's a fun. You got to make your own fun. You know, you got to find your own fun. I was hanging out with Nick Cannon. Ah. Yeah, that was fun. Dude, who's... Nick, Nick Cannon. Cannon, Mariah Carey's husband. Oh, yeah. From, uh, what's that, The X Factor? Yeah, something mm, like that. Something like that. What were you doing in the same room as Nick Cannon? I was working on this show for MTV, ah. hanging out with Nick Cannon. He's attractive. I imagine you know so. What he t- you know what he said to Mary. me? You know what he said? He said, nice, it, nice butt. You're tall. <laughs> he said I was tall. He nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> he nailed it. I was like, that's amazing. It's like, you know me. You got my number. Well, you're no Gupta. I'll tell you that, yeah. Nick Cannon. You're a fucking dreamboat. Mm-hmm. A stud. And also Charlemagne the God. That show's coming out on uh, I believe it's 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 on. Uh, it'll be on tonight and tomorrow night. Oh, Thursday and Friday. What did you do on it? I wrote for it. Oh, I didn't know that. It's the lead up to uh, the Video Music Awards. Oh. You know what I learned? I don't know anything about uh, current Video Music Awards. <laughs> it tends to be a very hip hop centric. So, but that's I, the way I, it goes these days. Back in the '90s, it was very alternative centric. That's right. That's you know, right. Uh, hip hop is the music of the day. That's right. They love it. And that's fine. Girls are twerking. Mm-hmm. Talking about traps, trapping, trapping. It's a music. It's a music genre. Oh, I yeah. thought you meant like the transvestite thing. Nope. 
Nope. Trapping, twerking, you know. Oh, what's another word I learned? What's that? What's another one? Dignity. No. <laughs> Not dignity. No, 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 no. What's that one word? Uh, but women. You know, it's a term they, they, they call women this... Uh, uh. Real trashy. Uh, they call them uh, chicks. No, not uh, oh, ch- oh, 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 ratchet. Ratchets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still don't get the rat. I don't understand. I don't really get that either. Well, this is a fun show for people to listen to. <laughs> yeah, tune into the next one to figure out what other things Marcus and I don't get <laughs> about popular culture. Um, all right, everybody. Well, hail Satan and hail yourselves. And hail uh, we'll talk to you soon. And thanks for all the well wishes. I got four. Good. So thank you. Those four people. Thank you. It was very nice. It really helped me. It was a speedy recovery. They're nice people, our listeners. Yeah. Hail Satan. <laughs>